up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. But this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini. Home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. What are we doing? I'm going to drop the plans for this. And Eric Fry. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in uh, to another week, to another day of the starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Uh, what's happening out there? Uh, this is the starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you here on this uh, Monday morning uh, or late morning. And we're here until the noon hour here on ESPN Radio. Of course, we got a good show lined up for you, as always, post-weekend. So we got a ton of things to get to in the National Football League with the uh, playoffs that occurred yesterday and on Saturday. We also have some local sports to talk about uh, that happened on Friday and uh, this weekend. So uh, plenty of stuff to unwrap there. And we have uh, college basketball to uh, get to and take a look at what happened on Saturday and uh, take a look at the uh, schedule for uh, tonight. And, of course, all the other national sports as well. NBA, NHL to uh, get to, and of course it's the post weekend, so we got to get the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend coming up. So don't uh, miss that, as well as we got to recap our pick'em game as well as we picked all of the NFL games. See how well we did there. So uh, we got a lot to uh, tackle here today, and uh, of course whatever we don't get to here in the treasure hour, we get to in the podcast, and you can find that podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast iTunes, Spotify, our website, fmradio.com, under the podcast tab. And uh, check them out wherever you uh, download your favorite pods. And when you're over there on iTunes and Spotify, leave a rate and review as well. We would certainly appreciate it. It helps out the show as well. And, of course, so we appreciate uh, all of you for listening. And we also appreciate McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, Wet Pools and Spas, Worth Computer Repair, and at the top of the State of Bank for sponsoring the uh, starting lineup. All right, so we got to get to a lot of things here today, so I need to not waste any more time, and we need to jump right into it. And let's get into uh, it with First Things First, of course. Before we get into the show. First things first. 
And we're starting off in uh, the uh, National Football League. And uh, most of the time we try to be uh, different uh, around here, but let's not be any different from any anybody else. And uh, that's the biggest thing to talk about mm-hmm. here. That's the biggest thing to tackle here today, no matter how you slice it, no matter how you try to work it. And, of course, everything uh, fresh in the minds of everyone, especially where the games that happened yesterday with the uh, Bengals absolutely destroying uh, the uh, Bills. Yes. And and uh, we'll get to that game. We'll get to all of them. But, of course, everyone uh, fresh in everyone's mind is the game that just happened uh, last night, the uh, last game of the day there on Sunday. And it was the 49ers coming away with the win, a 19-12 odd score there in the playoffs. But, hey, that's what we got. Mm-hmm. And uh, 49ers uh, beat the Cowboys yesterday to advance to the NFC Championship game. And uh, San Fran yep. taking down Dallas. Dallas after – Coming in, beating Tom Brady, everyone hyping up Dak, everyone loving on him. Five touchdowns uh, last week, and then everyone writing him off today and uh, selling off the Cowboys and uh, reveling in their demise uh, yesterday. Yeah, first of all, let's let's start with both these defenses played really good football yesterday. Oh yeah, well, both these Dallas did for until sure. the end. Until the end, Dallas kind of let let it get away, and we'll talk more about that, uh, I'm sure, a little bit later on in the show, specifically a certain moment that kind of pushed all the momentum to the San Francisco side. I'm sure we'll be coming up in a little bit. Uh, let's, let's give flowers to Brock Purdy because the rookie did what he needed to do. Yeah, he did just enough. He yesterday. did just enough, 214 yards, and he didn't make a mistake. Yeah, no, no turnovers. Dak! Yeah. Dak made some mistakes. Oh, Dak, yeah. This Cowboy coaching staff made some mistakes. I'm not even going to talk about that final play of the game. (laughs) Because that was just comical. That was... Did that remind you of the... uh, Indy! Everyone else gets brought up with the the Colts last play. Yes, at least with that one, they... I don't even know what Dallas was trying with this. Yeah. Because then Dak threw it to a guy who didn't have any blockers. Right, yeah. He caught it immediately and then yeah, it was immediately right in the tackled. Of the field, immediately tackled. So there wasn't even any hopes, I, I guess. Maybe one of the reasonings why you put uh, Zeke on the field there at center was to hopefully lateral. get a lateral situation yeah. to just have another athlete. But he got destroyed. Oh, yeah. He, he got, got destroyed. completely pancaked. So if that was there. your plan, you're immediately behind the eight ball. Immediately. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was second year in a row. Dallas with a comical last play against the 49ers. Yeah. I, this one was definitely more and more comical, yes. though. So. All right. Here's here's what I'm gonna say, Travis. Yeah. McCarthy needs to be gone. This yeah. offense does not work under his style. It just doesn't. Yeah. It just I, seems like he doesn't. You know, as a head coach, he just can't win any uh, big no. games. Really, no. Can't beat the 49ers. And Some teams uh, just have your number. again the decision on punting late in that game. Yeah, and particularly uh, waiting a lot of time before yes. you run it away. Yes, so. they used up so much time. Mm-hmm. That that's a coaching issue. Yep, and you can blame the special teams coach all you want. That's fine. 
but you're the head coach. The buck stops with you, pal. Yeah, yeah. Those some some of those decisions fall on you. Thing two, I'm dumb with Dak. <laughs> I know a lot of Cowboys fans are. He can't win big games. You look through his numbers, Travis. He just beat Tom Brady last week. No, that. No. He had one of the best performances he's ever had. One game does not a career make. No, but uh, look, I, I mean, I, I understand frustrations with the interceptions, but you know who threw a lot of interceptions this year as well? Josh Allen, who I'm not even hearing anything about because the Bills, they had all the hype coming into the season. Mm-hmm. They were the Super Bowl favorites, and they got destroyed yesterday. They did. And the only thing is saying, oh, well, it was the weather. They should have had a dome on Buffalo's new stadium or whatever. This is what happens when, when you play in the weather or whatnot. But a Buffalo, disappointing performance, cursed franchise that the Bills are. I'm not hearing anything about them. All I'm hearing is Dak, 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 get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. There, You could be in a lot worse situations in the National Football League than uh, uh, the Cowboys are with Dak Prescott. Here's my thing with Dak, Travis. The last four seasons, the last time he had less than 10 interceptions in a season was when he only played five games, and he had four. Uh Other than that, he had 15 picks this year, 10 last year, and 11 in 2019. Yeah. His yards have gone down since that 2019 season. He only put up 2,000 yards this season through the air. He was also hurt. He was hurt. That's another problem. He's gotten hurt the past two out of the past three years and missed significant time. Mm-hmm. I'll give you with that the injury proneness. I think it's time to look at Dak as what he is. He's a good quarterback, and you're right. There are a lot of teams that would love to be in a situation of having Dak Prescott as their quarterback. Yeah. I don't think Jerry Jones is one of those guys. Hmm. And then what other options What other options do you have? You just paid him. At this point, I think he'll still be the Cowboys quarterback next year. Yeah. Because you don't have any other options. Right. You have to stick with him. There's no one in this draft that's exciting enough that you can go up and get. Mm-hmm. Super deep quarterback class, though. Me personally, I would I would look to Indy. Yeah, I would look at getting their fourth round. I would get their first round draft pick, which is fourth overall for Dak. Hmm. Here's here's my thing, Travis. The NFC East is not getting any weaker. Yeah, it's actually gotten a lot. It's stronger. gotten a lot stronger. The Giants in year one of a rebuild made the playoffs. Washington till the end, a couple of weeks. Was right yeah, there, I mean, too. They were in it until the last two weeks of the season, for sure. And this is going to lead to my third point. This Dallas roster is overrated. That offensive line is not what it was. Zeke Elliott is not the running back you're paying him to be. Right, yeah. And then let's also, you know, Pollard going out there. Pollard going out breaking did, his did leg. hurt. Yes, yes. That was huge. But that line is not what it it's supposed to be no it definitely wasn't what it wasn't was a couple in, uh, years ago was Zeke's rookie season yes when That's Zeke when it was awesome. impressed everyone he has mm-hmm. been on a steady downturn yeah it's time to refreshen up this offense 
The defense, I think, is still good for another year or two. Yeah, the defense is there for sure. And, you know, they were there yesterday. They played, yes. they played well, you know, and, you know, Diggs dropping an interception was also yes. pretty costly as well. It was. It very was. And he's usually very sure-handed. Mm-hmm. But you have to refreshen up this offense. Right. And, I mean, even if you would explore that option in this scenario with the Colts for the fourth pick, you know, that would kind of meet – kind of put yourself in kind of a rebuild type of mode and that's never where Dallas is they they always want to win now and if you're the fourth pick of the draft with a rookie quarterback you know if you get rid of Dak in that scenario mm-hmm. then you're kind of in kind of rebuild mode you're not win now you're gonna win now with a rookie quarterback that you're taking in the uh, first pick and the fourth pick maybe retool not rebuild that's what you can say but when you have a rookie quarterback that's kind of a rebuild in my eyes. I don't know if I would take quarterback at four. Yeah. I'd take an offensive lineman. Well, that's lineman. the only reason you would go up there then. I'd take an offensive lineman. If Dak, that's the only reason you would move up high in the draft for. You wouldn't go that high and trade away everything just to take a lineman. Here's what I, I – That's not I, what Dallas would do. That's not what Jerry Jones would do. No, but you know what Jerry Jones would do? He would take that fourth pick and flip it to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson. Ooh. That is what Jerry Jones would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a huge, Jerry Jones wants to make a splash. Jerry gamble. Jones does not like this. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like that we're talking about it's been 27 years since Dallas made the NFC championship game. Right. That's not something Jerry Jones likes hearing. Yeah. He said he was sick yesterday. Yeah. In the locker room. Yes. Sick. Full of sick players. Travis, if they want to be serious about this, they have to do something drastic. Mm -hmm. To me, in my eyes, as an outside viewer, CeeDee Lamb is empowered. I would say are the only two guys on that offense I am okay with keeping right now. (sighs) That line is old and banged up. I don't know what Schultz was thinking on on that last catch before the last play because that was just lackadaisical not caring and not realizing where you're at with your foot. Yeah. That Yes. Did it end up meaning anything in the big scheme of things? No, but it did cost you 15 yards. You come in 15 yards closer to the end zone. Mm-hmm. And no one talks about that because of the zaniness of that last play and the idiocracy of it. But I think you need a complete refresh of this Dallas offense. Coaching staff on down. I'd even say Kellen Moore. Scared mm. of him? He's not the name he once was. I don't hear anyone mm. interviewing him for head coaching jobs. He's lost that. Mm. This offense has not looked good this year. Um, maybe in comparison to what it was last year or the year before. Yeah. Or whatnot, maybe. But 
Um, I don't know. I would definitely, I definitely agree with you to get rid of McCarthy uh, for sure. Um, now 0-4 against the 49ers in his coaching career, uh, a couple of times with uh, Green Bay and now a couple of times with uh, uh, Cowboys here. And that's like Tom Landry 0-4 against the Rams as well in his uh, Dallas head coaching career. Mm-hmm. So it's not uh, completely out of the realm of uh, possibility that a team loses that many times to the same opponent. But um, not the company that you want. I mean, yes, you want to be in company with Tom Landry, but – uh, not, not for, for that, that reason. reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, uh, man, uh, just uh, another uh, season down the drain. Another season uh, ends in kind of frustrating fashion against the 49ers again. So, yep. uh, 49ers have to play a whole lot better uh, than they did yesterday if they want to win the NFC Championship game and get to uh, back to another Super Bowl uh, because uh, the Eagles on Saturday, uh, they just uh, – easily beat the Giants wasn't even close you know it was what 28 to nothing at halftime they won 38 to 7 the game went under if you were Mm -hmm. uh, curious for that for entertainment purposes and uh, you know Jalen Hurts three first half touchdowns a couple through the air and one on the ground and uh, so uh, it's going to be the 49ers and Eagles matching up in the NFC championship game Uh, you'd say Two of the the best teams in yes. the NFC this year, and yep. they're matching up in the in the championship. Dominate is what I'm going to say about the Eagles game on Saturday. Yeah, they, they dominated were. the Giants. You can tell which team is a legit Super Bowl contender and which one is just happy to be there. Right. Yeah. And you know, credit Philly. I mean, absolutely, they've been the best team all year, mm-hmm. record wise. They they were the last unbeaten to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, hats off to them. Do I think that who do I think's playing better right now? I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to make you wait till Friday's show when we do pick them. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> but that's a week week long tease hey, there. Hey. <laughs> I'm in this industry uh, currently right now with Philadelphia favored by two and a half points. Over the Niners, of course, the game in uh, Philadelphia on uh, Sunday for a championship uh, Sunday. Uh, We'll talk about those uh, other two games with the uh, Bills and Bengals and the Chiefs and the Jags on a Saturday coming up here in a a little bit, maybe even in the pod uh, as well. So still got more to unwrap uh, there from those two games for sure. But uh, topic of discussion, dominating uh, the uh, airwaves today in sports radio and on television as well. First day, you bet Stephen A. Smith was wearing a cowboy hat, gloating uh, there with uh, Michael Irvin sitting across from him on the table in first take today. And you best assure that I definitely tuned in for that reason uh, today there this morning. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about the rest of the uh, playoffs, uh, what happened on the AFC side uh, coming up in a little bit. But uh, right now we got to step away and we got to talk some uh, local sports when we return. We got conference tournaments opening up on Saturday, and we got opening or tournaments, conference tournaments ending on Saturday as well with some championships that we'll talk about coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post 9 11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. 
A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. After the holidays, millions of people start a new diet only to fail again. I think you deserve a diet that works. Hi, I'm Zola from PlanZDiet.com. I failed over and over on all those other diets, too. I got so frustrated, I developed my own diet. It's Plan Z by Zola. Plan Z is working for thousands of no longer frustrated dieters right now. Go to PlanZDiet.com to learn how Plan Z dieters lose an average of 31 pounds in just 50 days with no exercise, none. You'll learn about my patented ZR50 Crave Control Spray. You just spray the formula under your tongue. Gone go the cravings, the hunger, the headaches, the jitters, and more. The ZR50 spray comes with the Plan Z diet and only the Plan Z diet. Order Plan Z now and get big savings. I want you to succeed on a diet. I want to give you a chance at a healthier and happier life that comes after that weight is gone. Go to PlanZDiet.com today and learn more because you deserve a better diet. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $79.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. Shop limited-time deals at the Truckload event at Lowe's, happening now. Save big on your favorites across the store. During this event, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Plus, find the perfect floor tile for your home for less. Get up to 50% off select styles while you can. Head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the Truckload event today. Valid 1229 to 125 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Discount taken at time of purchase. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Hey, I noticed it's been a few minutes since you thought about when your quarterback ran into his own teammate and fumbled, technically forcing his own fumble, and then the other team took it in for a score, and then you couldn't turn on the TV for a month without being constantly reminded of the time your quarterback sacked himself and fumbled. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Meet Joe A, Joe B, and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with AutoSync. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect, support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. Member FDIC. And now, but I'd think that it would be just funny if 
Ohio State, after Dabo ranked them number 11, they come in and whoop some Clemson Tiger butt, and the last image of Trevor Lawrence is him crying his eyes out, losing in a semifinals, knowing that he's going to Jacksonville and to NFL purgatory. The starting lineup. So what we found out on this episode of the podcast, by the way, is that Travis is very vengeful and hurtful to others. Absolutely. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the start of lineup here on 98.9. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry here as well. Let's talk some local sports that happened this weekend. Let's just go down the line here as the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament got underway on Friday as it was Arthur over Heritage, 71-52. to Valley Grove over Blue Ridge, 48-43. And then it was Argenta over Tri-County, 68-43, an opening action, action there in LPSC tournament, and they would advance on to a Saturday's action that we'll get to here in a second. But uh, also uh, some regular season action from a Friday as it was a St. Anthony picking up an NTC win over Winster, Windsor's Two Straws, 62-47 was the final there. Some uh, festivities happening there at uh, St. Anthony for their, program uh, mm-hmm. celebrating the 1500 wins there that they have uh st anthony got off to a great start they led by 10 after one quarter and uh, they cut it down a little bit at halftime it was 35 to uh, 28 and then 47 35 after three but then st anthony would go on to win uh fear day had a huge game he had 24 points uh, wessendorf had 14 and schmidt had 11 uh, Gurgle had uh, 13 points for Windsor, and uh, Cheney also had 11. Uh, now St. Anthony 5-1 and one in the NTC entering the uh, tournament. Well, they had one more game uh, before the uh, conference tournament on Saturday. Uh, and uh, St. Anthony improves to 15-7 and seven as well. Windsor's two straws drops to 500 in the conference, 3-3 three and 16-6 three and and six overall. It was South Central picking up a win in the NTC as well over CHBC on Friday, 60-40. South Central jumped out 17-7 after the first quarter, and then they had a 36-14 lead at halftime, and then we go on a win in the second half. Uh, Dodson, 26 points to lead the way for South Central. Watwood had a 17. Uh, Radloff led the way for CHBC. He had 12, and Lorton also getting there in double figures as well with 10. So South Central now 2-3 and three in the NTC. CHBC 0 and 6 in South Central Proves to a 15 and 6 on the season. It was Dietrich over Oblong Powhut on Friday 59 35. Dietrich improves to 11 and 8 on the season. Uh, St. Elmo uh, they won over Marlbury Grove 88 to a 49. SEB got off to the great lead after one 31 to 11. They extended that out 51 27 at the half and also have some big third and fourth quarters as well. Obviously, almost scoring uh, 90 points there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paisley scoring a 27 to lead the way for SEB. Also, Atwood with 14, Schwab with 13, and Campbell with 11 all in double figures for SEB. And now they're 14-5 and five on the season. 
And also Shelbyville over Sullivan, 43-34 in uh, that one. In uh, Lincoln Prairie, a conference tournament action there in Argenta on a Saturday uh, games at the uh, junior high. It was Sarah Gordo over Villa Grove, 50-42. It was Ocaw Valley over Argenta, 73-70. And over at the high school, it was Decatur LSA over Arthur, 69-43. So LSA now 19-0 on the season. And then it was the uh, Cumberland Pirates victorious over the Purple Riders of Arcola, 47-2-42 was the final score there, Eric. So uh, Cumberland starting yeah. off the uh, conference tournament on the right foot, uh, beating Arcola on Saturday. Yeah, it wasn't easy, though. Cumberland got a first <laughs> quarter lead of 12-70. to 70. I thought, all right, we're in good shape here. But yeah. I, I remember going to break and, and talking to Derek, who was back here at the studio, and he said, yeah, but there's always that quarter for Cumberland where you're never quite too sure. And it reared its head in the second quarter. Second Cumberland quarter. outscored 14-4. to four. Mm. That's not uh, where you want to be. And so then no. you're down five at the half, 21-16. Cumberland, though, would come out with vengeance in that third quarter. They outscored Arcola 20-7 to seven yeah, they to did. get the lead. And then they never looked back from there. So hmm. Cumberland gets the win, like you said. They're now 10-11 uh, on the season. Gavin Hendricks had 14 points. Three Pirates in double figures. Max McRib, I think, had one of his best games of the season. Yeah. So he had 13 points. And then McGee almost had a double-double with 10 points and 9 rebounds there. So uh, definitely a good thing and for Cumberland. Shooting 50% from the field, 45% from three. 14 turnovers, still too much. But 26 rebounds out-rebounded Arcola. So you'll definitely take uh, those numbers as well as that great shooting from the Pirates uh, that we normally don't see. We don't usually see the Pirates shoot 50% uh, from the field um, uh, most nights. So uh, right. the other good thing for Cumberland, now I don't know if he's going to play, but Jackson Bolt was dressed. He was on the bench. He mm. did go through warm-ups. Okay. So he is at least getting a step closer to playing. Now yeah. you got a tough matchup tomorrow night against Decatur LSA, but you've seen them. Mm -hmm. You know what they're going to do. Right. And as Coach said post-game, he said, I think that we had one of our worst games against LSA. And I think they had one of their worst games as well because of the way we played them. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to see if uh, round two. We talked about it last week about how this seems, you know, Cumberland has done this before where no one had them written to go anywhere in the conference tournament and they'll come out of nowhere and win it. Yeah. So exactly. we'll, we'll see if the Pirates have a little bit more of that magic in them uh, Tuesday night against LSA. Uh, we certainly will, and yeah, I like seeing the the Pirates shooting 50% there and also uh, with the rebounding advantage as well. Uh, it seems like it uh, got him the win with that big third quarter as well. And as Coach said, yes, we had four points in the second quarter, but he said Hendrickson, McGee, and he's 100% right, picked up two quick fouls in that first quarter. So they sat most of that second quarter. Mm. So when you're missing two of your main offensive guys, you're not going to no. do as much offensively. They came mm -hmm. back in in the third quarter, didn't pick up a foul either of them the rest of the game. And we saw what happened with the Pirates. Hmm, yeah, so uh, that's a good point there. But like you said, LSA and Cumberland mm -hmm. are rematching the conference tournament next round. And uh, that's uh, tomorrow, you said? Tomorrow, Tuesday, yes. Tomorrow. Up in Argenta, 6 o'clock. All right, very good. Over on a WCRA. Yes. Uh, there, some other. Uh, Weather permitting. 
Oh, well, yes, of course. Uh, the nasty uh, weather coming in the conference tournament season. Mm. Uh, Salem Invitational Tournament on Saturday. It was FEM over Salem in the, their first game of the day. It was by one point, 48-47. Uh, Logan Hile had 18, and Wolf had 11 for the Hearts. They had a big lead in the first, 15-4, to but then a 20-10 to final quarter for Salem almost uh, pulls off the comeback win, but FEM holding on there by one point. So uh, that slid FEM into the Consolation Championship, and then they would later fall later that night over Champaign Central. They picked up the win in overtime, 59-55. to Again, FEM had a strong first half, 36-18. They had the lead at halftime. Then 18 to nothing. In the fourth mm. quarter, uh, Champaign Central came back there to uh, tie the game at 46 at the end of regulation and then they outscored the Hearts in overtime 13-9 there. Uh, Wolf had 27. Uh, Donaldson had 10. Only double-figure scores for the Hearts. And uh, FEM falls to 9-15 at 15, uh, there. Um, and then in the championship in the Salem tournament, it was East St. Louis over Mount Vernon, 49 to uh, 44 there. Also, uh, the Little Illini Conference tournament began there in Olney, and it was the Richland County, the number one seed over Marshall, 63 to uh, 31. So now Olney, 15 and 4 on the season. It was Lawrenceville over Robinson, 58 to uh, 56. Now Lawrenceville, 18 and 4 on the year. And it was a uh, KZ picking up the uh, win over a Paris 48 to 35 so KZ improves to 14 and 4 and Newton gets revenge over Mount Carmel and this also was in overtime 57 to 55 they're avenging their loss that they just had in the previous game to mm-hmm. Mount Carmel and Newton jumped out to the two point lead after one quarter but then a, a big a second quarter for Mount Carmel 36 to 27 and Mount Carmel had the lead at half and then Newton outscores them in the second half 24 to 13 and they would have the comeback. They would be tied at 51 at the end of regulation. And Newton would outscore them 6-4 to four in the overtime session. Uh, Nichols had 24 to lead the way for the Eagles. Uh, Kennard had a big game. He had 35 points for the Aces in the loss. So uh, Newton advances on to the next round. And they'll face Casey in uh, the uh, next round of the LIC tournament there. Newton 14-7. And, and Mount Carmel now 14-9. and nine. On the season, also with some other regular season games on Saturday, it was St. Joe Ogden over St. Anthony, 61 to 38. Ty Pence had a big day there for St. Joe, 31 points for the Illinois State product, uh, and for St. Anthony Fear Day, he had 12 points, and that was the only double-figure scorer for the Bulldogs. Say he had eight, so did Schmidt, uh, but uh, St. Joe jumped on him early, 18 to five after one, 28 to 13 at the half, and then they would just go on. Uh, to cruise to the victory there. So St. Anthony picks up the win on Friday. Good in conference, but mm-hmm. then they drop one on a Saturday, though. So mm-hmm. they're 15-8 and eight on the season. Uh, Flora beat North Clay in this one 50-20-6. As a tough night there for North Clay as uh, uh, Logan Fleener didn't even play in the mm-hmm. game. And uh, we understand he's out injury. Uh, don't know how long that will keep him out. So maybe that will be a factor for North Clay coming up for the conference tournament uh, this week. They also had another player out with an injury as well. So uh, tough Saturday there for the uh, uh, Cardinals against uh, Flora. The Wolves were led by Young. He had 15. And uh, no double-figure scorers for North Clay. But Smith was close. He had 9. So uh, North Clay drops to 14-6. and six 
on the season there, entering the conference tournament. Uh, T-Town, they defeated Prairie Central big time, 60-35. to They won this one easily. T-Town, 16-4 on the season now. Uh, Vandalia, 1-1, lost one there at the Benton Invitational Tournament. They lost to Pinckneyville, 64-46, but then they beat Sessor, 46-42 there. There's also Tuscola over danville Schlarman 58-11 there. In high school girls of basketball, we had the NTC tournament concluded there in Beecher City, and the day got started in the seventh place game. It was South Central getting the 20-point win over Altamont, 67-2-47 was the final score there. Third quarter was the big difference, and really the second half in general, but uh, South Central had a big third quarter. They outscored Altamont there 21-9. to in that quarter to uh, go on uh, to win by a 20 in the uh, second half as, you know, it was just like the other day against Windsor Stu Straws, and I think it was either the one new Windsor Stu Straws game or the North Clay game. The Altima has played good in the first half mm-hmm. and kept right with the, the Cougars there, but then uh, it all went wrong there in the uh, second half there, and it was kind of the tale of two halves for uh, South Central as Brooklyn Garrett. She got to a great uh, start in her game, and she was the main scorer for uh, South Central in the first half, uh, but then the other uh, talented scorer for South Central, Tegan Webster, she picked up a couple early fouls, so she had to set the majority of the first half. And then she came out in the second half with a vengeance, and uh, she picked it up right where uh, her absence wa- was felt there in the first half. So she picked it up, and also Brooke Calger as well picked it up in the second half. They were trying to get it to her in the post, and uh, they were finally reconnecting there in the second quarter on, and uh, they were very successful at that there. And so, uh, you know, South Central just a couple weeks ago lost to this Altamont team, and uh, then they come back here in the conference tournament and take seventh place. And uh, really, it was the second half what was the biggest mm-hmm. difference mm-hmm. Uh, for South Central picking up the win uh, there over Altamont squad. That uh, really. Skyly Klein had a good week, and she had a good tournament, and uh, she had a good Saturday as she made a couple of threes. Uh, she had uh, 12 points, um, and again, it was just like Altamont doing good things in the first half, but then it just all falls apart there in the second half, unfortunately, yep. uh, for the Lady Indians. And they dropped this one, now they're 11-14 overall in the season, and maybe the best thing for them is that they get a week off now, right. so they don't have to... Uh, maybe gather themselves and take a rest a little bit. You think that, but what's around the corner after this week off is topless. To topless, and yes, the the closing stretch is, yes. is tough a, yes. as well. But yes, um, yeah, that, that, that's their next game. Yeah, uh, next Tuesday uh, against uh, the topless. So yep. uh, the old the traditional. Uh, to top this game after the uh, conference tournament, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, this time it's going to be uh, next Tuesday rather than uh, tonight. Contrary to what you may read in other places. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, yep, but that's going to be verified with out- both schools. Yes, been in Altima as well. Mm-hmm. Even that. So, uh, South Central took seventh place to uh, start the day, uh, but then the rest of the uh, tournament there on uh, Saturday, a lot of exciting games there in the Consolation Championship. It was CHBC over Windsor, fifty-six to uh, fifty-two. Windsor's two straws, man. They've improved a lot mm-hmm. since I saw them in the second game of the season, and then they just won over Altamont the uh, other day and the second game of the day for them that day. But uh, they hung with CHBC the whole entire game, and they could have easily won it if a couple plays uh, go their way. Uh, but CHBC had the lead after every quarter. But like I said, Windsor never went away in this one. They had a great uh, game on 
Saturday. And uh, Kinkler led the way for the Hatchets. She had 16 points. Uh, Wittenberg had a 14. And Kinkler also got her 1,000th point as well in this game uh, as well. But uh, CHBC led by uh, Wojcik. She had 19. And Heckert had a 17. So uh, not the championship that you may have been looking for there for mm-hmm. CHBC, especially getting uh, upended there in the first round. Uh, but then they uh, gather themselves and they end up winning the consolation title by four over wins his two straws. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then in the third place game, it was another great game. It was North Clay over Brownstown, 47 to uh, 41. Uh, North Clay jumped out to the 30 to 15 lead at halftime, but Brownstown with the comeback and uh, they closed the gap to 35 27 after three quarters. And it was Ballard uh, leading the way up for North Clay. She had 23 points. Uh, Van Dyke, she had nine, including some clutch threes in the game. Seaball uh, had a 16 points. She had a three pointer there to close out the uh, first quarter. And Baldridge, uh, she also had 11 as well for uh, Brownstown, but it was North Clay taking third place in the conference tournament. And then in the uh, championship, it's exactly what you wanted to mm-hmm. close out the conference tournament as it was Nioga getting some revenge from their last week's loss to St. Anthony, and they got them in overtime, a 58 to a 50 in the uh, championship game. This is what we thought the first matchup uh, was going to look like with uh, the score being as close as it was and how exciting the championship was. Everything was tied after one quarter, 13 all. And then uh, this game had a little bit of everything uh, in this one. You had uh, clutch performances by Sydney Richards. She had 26 in the game, and she was just exhausted at one point there in the second half, making plays uh, left and right. You had uh, Samson and step up hitting a clutch three in the fourth quarter to tie the game at 48 and then uh, there were free throws as well after that after they called a foul and so Samson went to the line for uh, the one-on-one bonus she made both free throws to give Nioga the lead and uh, then on the other side of her St. Anthony Nancy Ruhal she had 20 to lead the way for St. Anthony and uh, she doesn't play uh, like a freshman so I've always been really impressed by her and she had a great championship game uh, one of maybe the deciding factors for St. Anthony was fear day she had 12 points but all those came in the first half I think mm. I don't remember scoring a lot in the the second quarter and then uh, you know, their previous game, Vonnerhide had a big game, but this time she only had six. You did have some uh, role players step up. Uh, Anna Faber, uh, she uh, hit a clutch shot there in the fourth quarter. Rios also hit a three-pointer uh, as well, but uh, it was all Nioga in the overtime session. They outscored them eight to nothing in OT. So uh, Nioga, back-to-back uh, NTC uh, conference championships there. Didn't take double overtime this year, but they love winning the championship game in overtimes, and uh, they did it on Saturday by eight over St. Anthony. Once again, not bad for the third or fourth best team in the conference. <laughs> right. That's an inside yeah, joke. Exactly. I, I apologize again, Nioga. They played great basketball all week and uh, deserve to be there, rightfully so. And uh, once again, conference tournament champs. Yeah, this was a completely different story than the game on Thursday with uh, St. Mm-hmm. Anthony uh, blowing them out by 30 point or 40 points a couple weeks ago. It was Nioga hitting their shots this time around. And it didn't seem like St. Anthony was playing the defense that worked. Of course, they weren't hitting their shots like uh, they were on that Thursday uh, when they blew them out by 40. But uh, it was a completely different story this time around. Well, and it's also, Travis, it's really easy to 
win a, a regular season game against a good team. It's very hard to do it in a tournament setting with the bright lights on for that tournament championship. All right, it's yeah, a different the, the pressure for sure. Yep. Uh, all tournament team there uh, this week uh, for the NTC. It was uh, Gracie Heckert making it for a CHBC, Ellie Kinkler for Windsor's Two Straws, uh, Maya Ballard for North Clay, uh, Brooklyn Garrett of Forest South Central uh, representing Brownstown was Laney Baldridge and Lexi Seaball representing uh, St. Anthony, Nancy Ruhal, Stacey Vonnerhyde, and Lucy Fierde. And uh, for Neogo, it was Allison Sampson and Haley Campbell. And then uh, the uh, tournament MVP went to uh, Sydney Richards, also from Neoga as well. So uh, great and a successful week there in uh, Beecher City uh, for the uh, girls' conference tournament. And the championship game was outstanding as well everything you wanted it to be there so uh, a lot to live up to for the boys mm-hmm. in the tournament kicking off or tipping off I guess you would say uh, tonight more on that in a second uh, but still got more uh, things to uh, talk about in the Highland tournament it was in the fifth place game was Topolis over Bethalto Civic Memorial 56 to uh, 39 Topolis got off to a great start in the first half and then finished things off in the fourth quarter uh, Niebergi had 19 points to lead the way for the shoes and now they're 21 and 3 on the season. Uh, the championship ended up going to Alton, who uh, stayed undefeated over Ocaville, uh 54 at 2 38. Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament concluded uh, there in Cumberland on Saturday as well. Seventh place game with the Decatur LSA. They beat Argenta. Consolation Championship went to Arcola. They defeated Allah. Third place game was Cumberland over Ocaw Valley. And uh, Cumberland. Uh, it had the first quarter lead 16 to 2, 22 at a halftime, and then they would go on to win in the second half. Didamore led the way for the Pirates. She had 15, and Becker also had a 14 there. And then in the championship game, it was Tri County with another Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament championship as they defeated Sarah Gordo 66 to 27 there. So Tri County Conference champions again, and they are 18 and 6 on the season for the Lady Titans. Vandalia tournament concluded there. Vandalia, they ended up taking third place over Greenville, 56-33. to uh, 33. And uh, Austin had 22 to lead the way for the Vandals. Forbes, uh, she had 12, including her 1,000th point in this game uh, as well for her career. And Shatterweight also had 11 for the Vandals. And in the championship game, it was Mascuda winning over FEM, 52-39. Mascuda got off to the four-point lead in the first and then extended that out in the second quarter and would go on to win. Beals, only double-figure scorer for FEM. She had 11. Uh, London, she had 20 to lead the way for Mascuda. Now FEM falls to 16-7. And, and also in girls' basketball, for regular season, it was Vicenz Rivette over Newton, 48-34 there on Saturday. Uh, the uh, Little Illini uh, Conference Tournament continues there in Olney tonight, and this is consolation uh, side of things. It's Marshall against Robinson and Paris against Mount Carmel. And then the NTC Tournament tips off tonight in Altamont in the first game of the day and uh, the only game of the day uh, today. It's 8-seed Neoga, 9-seed CHBC. Winner advances to take on the number one seed Altamont tomorrow so we'll see if it's a rematch chbc out tomorrow mm-hmm. or we'll see if uh, neoga can hold serve with the seating and win tonight we'll find out and we'll talk about it tomorrow in uh, girls basketball still uh, plenty of stuff happening in a uh, regular season action now we're back into conference uh, games and uh, neoga 
just winning the conference tournament championship. Well, now they got to take on CHBC there in Neoga tonight. Uh, Brownstown and uh, North Clay uh, matching up again. And uh, South Central against uh, St. Anthony tonight as well. Uh, Sarah Gordo's at Cumberland. Newton hosting Marshall. Casey at Mount Carmel. Alney at Lawrenceville. Paris at Robinson again. We just talked about that the yep. other day, defeating uh, Paris, defeating Robinson in the championship there. Uh, Tri-County against Arcola. Ala against Okaw Valley. And St. Joe Ogden hosting Mattoon. Wow. A lot of uh, stuff there happening in the local sports realm uh, this weekend. And didn't even get to all of it. You can check out all the results on the website at vmradio.com and click on our local sports tab uh, there. So uh, let's step away and uh, let's uh, take another break. And uh, let's come back talking about some uh, college basketball scores coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Alex Walk. If you are buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows that you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with construction loan customized just for you. Ask around and talk with your friends, and you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Topless State Bank and Topless Sigel in Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. And now... Now, here's the thing. I was just looking at ESPN. They have their team stats, and I almost choked on the water I hadn't drank yet because it says for the Saints, they've given up nine points per game. That's it. The starting lineup. That is not right. It's just the playoffs. No. It's, it's cumulative of the season, I believe. Well, maybe not. It's just the playoffs. No, because they give up. Okay. It is. You're right. Okay. Never mind. Don't listen to me. I'll be sitting over here being quiet. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. The Blues fell into an early hole during a 5-3 loss to the Blackhawks at Enterprise Center on Saturday. The Blues are now in sixth place in the Central Division with 49 points and a 23-21-3 record. They'll host Buffalo tomorrow night. Well, it didn't finish well for the Blackhawks as they had their three-game winning streak snapped with a 2-1 loss to the Kings at the United Center on Sunday. The Blackhawks rolled just 19 shots in the losing effort, their last place in the Central Division with 32 points and a 14-27-4 record. They visit the Canucks tomorrow night. In some college action from yesterday, well, Saturday, starting with Lindenwood lost to Moorhead State. SIU beat Missouri State 61-57. Southeast Missouri State took down Tennessee Tech 84-77 in double overtime. Eastern Illinois fell to UT Martin 91-78. SIU Edwardsville was defeated by Southern Indiana 82-72. Western Illinois earned a 60-56 win 
over St. Thomas. The Chicago Bulls return to Paris to host the Atlanta Hawks at the United Center tonight. Bulls beat Detroit 126-108 across the pond on Thursday. Chicago's 10th place in the Eastern Conference with a 21-24 record, while Atlanta is an 8th with a 24-23 record. And the Colts are expected to narrow down their list of candidates for their head coaching position. According to NFL Network, Indianapolis will schedule a handful of finalists for in-person interviews this week. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports in Our Hits. Let's take a look at some of these uh, college basketball scores here quickly as it was uh, upsets Saturday as well. It was a TCU coming in to a Lawrence and uh, taking down the Jayhawks, 83-60. We'll see who is the new number two because we do have a number new number two. As uh, Alabama over Missouri, 85 to uh, 64. It was Arizona taking down UCLA, 58 to uh, 52. High scoring affair there. What are you doing, Gonzaga? 90 points to Pacific, but they did end up winning 99 to a 90. Drew Ugh. Timmy, 38 points, but Pacific dropping a 90 burger. Yeah, that Gonzaga team's not that great right now. <laughs> they losing by nine. It was tied at halftime. They wow. just came off of a loss, too. Yeah. It was uh, Texas over West Virginia, 69-61. Xavier over Georgetown. Tennessee beat LSU. Virginia over Wake Forest. It was Oklahoma State taking down a number 12 Iowa State at the time. It was Kansas State winning over Texas Tech. Auburn over South Carolina. Duke winning over Miami, uh, Charleston over Northeastern, Clemson over Virginia Tech, Marquette over Sin Hall, Baylor over Oklahoma, Providence taking down DePaul, Florida Atlantic over UTEP, and Arkansas over Old Miss uh, there. And that was a Saturday's action there. Happened on uh, Sunday here. The number one team in the country uh, goes down as it was Temple upsetting Houston 56-55. to uh, 55. Uh, Purdue escapes against uh, Maryland 58-55. to uh, 55. Zach Eady, 24 points, 16 rebounds. But Purdue only won it by three. And Maryland missing a shot there at the very end to uh, tie it. And it was uh, UConn over Butler, 86-56. to uh, 56. So that means with uh, Houston going down and Kansas going down as well, we got a new number one. And it's the Boilermakers uh, back at a number one. And a new number two, is this college football? No. We have Alabama number two in the country there. And Houston slipping all the way to third. And if this was the football playoff, two SEC teams in there. As Tennessee jumps up five spots, so they're at number four. Look at Kansas State. They're at number five, so they jumped up eight spots there. So, uh, man, Alabama, Tennessee, Kansas State up there in the polls as well. Uh, Kansas almost falling out of the top ten there at number nine. Uh, Gonzaga fell eight spots to a 14. Um, I don't really have any other significant jumpers, but uh, St. Mary's jumping in here. They're number 22. Florida Atlantic uh, moving up three spots to uh, 21, and Clemson falling five. Duke is knocking on the door there. They just messed out. Others receiving votes. Uh, Rutgers lost, so would get them out of there. They're out of the top 25, and Arkansas as well out of the top 25. Indiana. They got 61 votes, and they just beat Michigan State on Saturday mm-hmm. or on Sunday. And uh, Trace Jackson Davis, yeah, he can drop 30 points on anyone, not just Illinois. He had 31 points and five blocks against Sparty yesterday in the 82-69 victory 
there. Also, Michigan beat uh, Minnesota by four points. Good job, Wolverines, just pulling it out against Minnesota. And then uh, tonight we got the uh, Wisconsin-Northwestern game that was supposed to be played this past weekend, but because of uh, Northwestern stuff that they're dealing with was postponed, but they'll make it up tonight. We're closing in on the uh, bottom of the hour, so we got to get the top three moments from the sports weekend uh, coming up next. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. Save big money on your next project at Menards. American Standard offers high-quality plumbing fixtures that you can count on. From faucets and shower heads to toilets and more, American Standard has it all. Relax and unwind with a new Whirlpool from Elger. The 10-jack corner massage bathtub offers a spa-like feel. Plus, get a free inline heater with the purchase of any Elger Whirlpool after rebate. Good through February 5th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. And now, the starting lineup. It is disrespectful to have the softball national championship at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. What is that? On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Only here on 98.9 for just a, a smidge, a bit a longer. It's the post weekend, uh, so uh, we got to get you the uh, top three moments from the uh, sports weekend uh, to uh, close out the show. So let's go. And now it's time for the top three. Top three moments from the uh, sports weekend. I was going to start off negative, but no negativity here on the top three for me. Oh, maybe a little bit for the number two, <laughs> I realized. But we'll start off with number three, and that was the uh, Chiefs and a Jaguars game. As the Jags almost pulled off the upset, they made it close there. It was an injury to Patrick Mahomes, but uh, still, overall, pretty entertaining uh, game there on uh, Saturday uh, with the Chiefs and the Jags, but Chiefs just pulling it out. My number three, Travis, is we already talked about that final play of the Dallas 49ers. That looks like something drawn up in a school lot somewhere and not on an NBA field. What are you doing? Right, yeah. And uh, didn't exactly work out too well either. Uh, My number two was uh, after the game, after the uh, Bengals beat the uh, Bills, and it was uh, Joe Burrow getting interviewed and said, better send those refunds. Out to all those people that purchased tennis AFC championship tickets. So, Joe Burrow, better send those refunds. Great minds think alike, Travis. My number two was not only that, but then the Bengals chanting about refunds in the locker room after the game. So, they use that as motivation, as billboard totally. material. So, thank you, NFL, for causing <laughs> that drama there for Buffalo. Right, exactly. Yeah, and hey, DeMar Hamlin in the house, but... Yep. Didn't do any Didn't good. Didn't matter. You couldn't see him bills. through the snow. I know. They kept showing him in the booth. <laughs> I'm like, I can't see anything. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's so snowy. <laughs> so, yeah, that was unfortunate there. And then uh, my number one moment from the uh, sports weekend was the uh, overtime game there in the NTC Championship on Saturday with Nioga and St. Anthony going back and forth in the uh, fourth quarter. So, entertaining championship game. We already had, Travis, the catch between Dallas and the 49ers of Dallas Clark uh, 
getting it late in the end zone way back in the NFC Championship game. Well, now we have the George Kittle catch that caused all the momentum to swing to the 49ers where he bounced it off his helmet, off his face, off his hands, off his face, and still ended up making a catch. And that was the moment where 49ers gained control of that game. Yeah. He said he just wanted to make it a little bit more entertaining. It was. He's an entertainer. He is. You know, there was a picture of him. He's a uh, fan of in the, sports entertainment. Well, he is. That's true. But there was a, a point where the sky cam zoomed in on him, and he saw it, and he looked right at it. And Hilarious. In that moment, mm-hmm. to do that, Yeah. he seems like a very fun guy to be around. Yeah, entertaining guy, for sure. Something about those tight ends. Yeah. It's kind of got the Gronk vibes. He does. Uh, a little bit. And uh, Gronk, even in studio yesterday, it was a little tie and everything all suited up as well in the Fox studios mm. I saw wasn't on the the postgame show but he was there at halftime I saw on pregame show with uh, Sean Payton and his uh, stupid hairdo uh, that he has uh, no one at his age should have spiky hair no I uh, saved that for the teenagers uh, there middle schoolers there I remember I always wanted spiky hair but uh, my uh, hair has failed me in my uh age so uh there's that to uh, close out the uh, uh top three we just got more to uh, talk about in the uh nfl we got our recap our pick em, as well as talk about the afc games that happened and we got to get to the nba nhl as well all coming up in the uh pod so stick around for that but coming up next here on espn radio is a fitz and harry so enjoy the dallas cowboy talk coming up here on espn radio <laughs> Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Welcome to overtime of the starting lineup. Still got more to talk about with the NFL. Two games that we haven't got to yet, so we'll get to that in a second. We'll also recap our pick'em game as well, see how we did picking those NFL games. Get to other national sports as well, NBA, NHL, all coming up here on the program in overtime. Mm-hmm. So, first, before I get to any of that, is there anything on sports and anything I wanted to mention? Yeah, the Pacers return home tonight to take on the Bulls. So, uh, that'll be tomorrow night, actually. So, there's that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain, but says he plans to play in the AFC Championship game against the Bengals this upcoming weekend. Of course, we'll talk more about that coming up in a little bit. Um, we mentioned Tony Pollard having a broken leg, Travis, while he is scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent in March. So, what an awful timing to get that broken leg. Hmm. Now you're going to be a free agent, so who knows? Yep. He will require surgery So he fractured his left fibula. Hmm. Um, Giants running back Saquon Barkley is hoping for a new long-term deal but isn't looking to maximize his value. Rushing for a career-high 1,312 yards, Barkley said Sunday that he's not, quote, too concerned about resetting any running back markets, end quote. 49ers superstar Christian McCaffrey is currently the highest paid running back in the NFL at $16 million per year. Giants have until March 7th to decide on whether they want to use the franchise tag on players. 
Jonathan Isaac is making his long way to return to the hardwood. ESPN reports that the Magic forward will likely make his season debut in Monday's game against the Boston Celtics. Isaac has missed the past two seasons after suffering a torn ACL in his left knee on August 2nd. 25-year-old has had an extended rehab from the injury and most recently turned a game with Orlando's G League team, the Lakeland Magic. Uh, the Clippers star players fielded a strong finished strong to lead LA past the Mavs 112 to 98 there in Dallas. The Vancouver Canucks are parting away with their head coach. The team announced on Sunday that it fired Bruce Bordeaux along with assistant coach Trent Cool. The Canucks also announced they hired Rick Tor- is it Torchette? That's what we're going with. Torquette uh, to become the team's 21st head coach in franchise history. Yeah, some of those Canadian names yeah. I I don't I don't know about. Yep. And as you mentioned, uh, of course, uh, Kansas going down, but Houston also lost over the weekend as well. They did, yep. So that's why we have a new number one. The number one team went down to Temple, mm-hmm. who is now 3-18 and all-time against Houston. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number one. Yep. Going down. Cougars. And that Get is. Get them out of there. That's Center. All righty. And uh, let's uh, talk more. NFL uh, from uh, yesterday, uh, like I mentioned uh, a little bit with our Cowboys talk, uh, but the uh, Bengals destroyed the uh, Bills uh, 27-10. to uh, 10 Wide open receivers left and right mm-hmm. on the first couple of touchdowns for uh, Cincinnati. They immediately came out and made a statement there in the snow. Uh, jumped out to that 14 nothing lead, and then uh, so the Bills were playing catch-up the entire game, and uh, they couldn't catch all, all the way up, and some... Uh, bad uh, mojo going on there for uh, Buffalo at the uh, end and some frustration kind of balling over there in Buffalo yesterday. I mean, Diggs just kind of left the the stadium, um, not sticking around too long after the loss there. And uh, Buffalo, again, cursed franchise, losing again, and they don't even make the championship game. And the Bengals use those tickets as motivation, whatever you use as motivation, guys. And uh, they win 27-10. And Joe Burrow going to be uh, going back to the AFC Championship game again. And, again, it feels like this year has not the, – the Bengals haven't been great, but yet here they are. Here they are. Once again. Mm-hmm. Yep, sitting sitting pretty, and they dominated. They dominated the offensive line. Yesterday, Joe Mixon just uh, running all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, 105 yards, 20 carries, and a touchdown there for Cincy so uh, they advance on and we don't have to worry about this uh, drama with the neutral site AFC championship game uh, because on uh, Saturday uh, the uh, Chiefs uh, they uh, beat the Jags despite that uh, first half injury there by Patrick Mahomes he ends uh, up coming back there in the second half and a little hobbled uh, a couple of times uh, clearly but uh, the Chiefs win this one couldn't cover the spread, but uh, they uh, win by seven. So I guess that's all that matters to uh, them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jaguars close there. They could have won that game. It was kind of uh, before the Chiefs went up by ten again. Uh, the fumble. I think they were inside the twenty. I don't, I'm not sure where exactly uh, the Jags were, but they were definitely going in to score to uh, possibly take the lead there. And then they fumble. And then the very next are. Either the next possession after that, I think it was, and uh, Trevor throws an interception uh, there. So two turnovers in three plays for uh, the Jags kind of doomed them 
there, and they couldn't recover the onside kick for the Jags, and so they end up falling short on Saturday. Yeah, but one thing I do like that, you know, Trevor Lawrence and a lot of the teams said after that game was, we'll be back. Mm-hmm. I like that confidence. Sure. That we're going to be here again. This isn't the last you've heard of the Jags. Right. Yeah, I don't remember how, you know, the Joe Burrow story started with uh, the Bengals, but, you know, no one has uh, as much confidence as Joe Burrow, but maybe Trevor is a little bit reminiscent of that a little bit, but uh, we'll have to see what the future holds for the uh, Jags, but had a very good season, turnaround season, getting the South crown there and then losing only by seven to the Chiefs. They could have easily won that game mm-hmm. uh, there on a Saturday, but they did not. So, uh, the uh, championship round is a uh, set. It's the Bengals and the uh, Chiefs, and uh, Chiefs currently basically pick them here as the uh, Chiefs open up with a one-point favorite against the uh, Bengals there in Arrowhead. Yeah. So we'll see if uh, Joe Burrow can do it again. They did it last year, and we'll see if the Bengals can beat the Chiefs again. Absolutely. We'll, we'll have to yeah. uh, find out our official picks. Oh, yeah coming up later i'm not i'm not giving anything away this week don't want to reveal too much Mm -mm. (laughs) all right so and of course uh nfc championship game uh first game of the day afc championship game second game and you can hear them both over on 98.9 the game yes uh two one o'clock one o'clock yeah one o'clock one o'clock sunday broadcast back to back yep so we'll uh, be tuning in to uh, that on uh, Sunday. Don't have many more uh, NFL Sundays. Only two more. Yeah. Officially. Well, you got the Pro Bowl in there, Travis. The Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl game. Yeah. The flag football game, uh, sandwiched in between there. Yeah. And then it's the USFL in uh, the XFL stern after the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting about that. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that will uh, transition beautifully to pick them. How well did we do? Pick them for the divisional round. What did we do with the pick them? We both did awful, Travis. We both went one and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jags at Chiefs. It was Chiefs minus nine. We both went Chiefs. Nope, couldn't win by nine. Uh, Giants. That field goal at the end. Giants at Eagles. Ruined my parlay. I know. Ruined uh, my parlay as well. Giants at Eagles. Eagles minus seven and a half. Travis went with the Giants. I went with the Eagles. Eagles won that one by God. a lot, so I got the win there. Bengals at thinking? Bills. Bills minus five and a half. I went with Buffalo. Travis went with the Bengals. So Travis gets a win there. Yeah. And then Cowboys at 49ers. 49ers minus four. We both went with the boys. We both took L's. What are we doing there? Uh, <laughs> thinking that the pressure is going to get to Brock Purdy. He's mystery relevant. He can't lead this team to a Super Bowl. Can he? <laughs> I guess he can't feel I guess, pressure. I don't know. No, didn't look. So impressive. He, no, he was not that great, but he did. Like I said, he didn't make any mistakes, and he made just enough throws to get 49ers where they needed to go. Yeah, I guess so. One step away 
from another Super Bowl appearance. He, he right now is the very definition of game management. <laughs> Yesterday, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and that's all you needed him to be. Yeah. You don't need him to be anything more. I guess so. And one thing I noticed watching that 49ers team that they mentioned on the broadcast as well is the 49ers have so many weapons that can line up anywhere on the field. Whether it be Christian McCaffrey, well, he can be running back, he can be a wide receiver, or uh, Debo Samuel. He can line up in that running back position. He can be a wide receiver. It's very hard for a defense to figure out where the guys are going to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think I think it's a lot of misdirection and a lot of, uh, I don't want to say gimmicks or shenanigans, but, you know, it's a lot of motion. It's a lot of movement pre-snap the 49ers do to get the defense out of whack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this definitely uh, was a huge move acquiring uh, McCaffrey. Yeah. And uh, it's just showing on the field, and it's got him there to this point. That kind of put him over the top a little bit there but offensively. It, part of me, Travis, is thinking John Lynch and the 49ers Brain Trust, are they kind of partially going, all right, kid, you can quit now. We already have That's two quarterbacks. A, a great problem to have. Don't. But now what do you do? Mm-hmm. Like if he leads them to the Super Bowl, yeah. You what do you do? You can't put him back at backup. No. You got to go him as the starting quarterback entering training camp, and it's between him and Lance. Right. I think you definitely now you try to move Garoppolo. Absolutely. I guess even though they've said they've they tried wouldn't. that. Yeah, even though they said they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't have three. Think about this. Trey Lance is the guy. From all intents and purposes, yep. Trey Lance is the guy. Mm-hmm. You're starting Trey Lance, who I think has started less than 10 NFL games, mm-hmm. over in this situation, two quarterbacks that have led this 49ers team to Super NFC Bowls. championships at minimum. Mm-hmm. Right. What? Yeah. That makes no sense to me at all. No. <laughs> nope. But it's the situation that the Niners find themselves in. Nevertheless, if Chase Purdy goes on to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Man, that'd be something. Then you have two Super Bowl winners sitting on your bench because Jimmy G won a Super Bowl with New England. He didn't play, but he won one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, from a 49ers perspective, if they win, you know, they would either face the Bengals, and we know the Super Bowl history that they have yeah. with Joe Montana over the Bengals. And uh, then uh, speaking of Joe Montana, you have his two teams could be facing off in the Super Bowl. So yep. 49ers and Chiefs. Of course, everyone remembers Joe Montana as a Chief. I remember one game he had, I think, against the 49ers, where it was him and Steve Young kind of duking it out. Yeah. But that's it. That's the only only thing I remember. Yeah, no one remembers Joe Montana in a Chiefs uniform. Ugly. You don't know. Ugly. Just doesn't look right. Does not look right. <sighs> kind of like uh, Brady in a Bucks uniform or Brady. He at least won a Super Bowl a... there. That's true. Joe Montana never did anything in Kansas City through yeah. no fault of his own. Nope. <laughs> nope. And then, you know, crazy fan bases of uh, the Eagles and the Chiefs uh, square off. And got the two, two years, by the way. Two years for he what? He was in Kansas City. Who? Oh, 
Montana was? Yep. Yep. I thought it was just one. Uh, he was traded to the Kansas City Chiefs April 20th, 1993. Mm-hmm. And then he was injured for part of the 93 season, but still selected to do his final Pro Bowl that year. Mm-hmm. And then he was out kind of the beginning of 94. He returned healthy to the Chiefs in 94, started all but two games. Hmm. He had gotcha. a duel with Elway on Monday Night Football. Ah. And Montana won 31-28. Hmm. And a memorable game in Week 2 when Montana played against his old team, the 49ers, and Steve Young. And Montana and the Chiefs prevailed, defeated the 49ers 24-17. Hmm. <sighs> Steve Young still couldn't be in Montana. Yep. Mm. Um, he, did, he said he did love his time in uh, Kansas City. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, yeah. I'm sure. Eating some good food, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, we get to uh, pick them uh, later on. Who We get to uh, go to the uh, Super Bowl later on this week on uh, Friday. Uh, let's take a look at some uh, NBA uh, from uh, this weekend on uh, Friday. It was the uh, Magic over the Pelicans, Hawks over the Knicks, big time uh, scoring output there, 139 and 124. So Warriors over the Cavs, 122 and 114. The Mavs over the Heat, 115 and 290. Uh, Luka going for 34 and uh, 12 boards in the win. Also, a high-scoring affair in San Antonio was 131 to 126. Uh, someone was wearing bright green uniforms. I'm assuming that was the Spurs there in those highlights. Uh, the Nuggets over the uh, Pacers, 134 to 111. Jamal Murray, first career triple-double for him, 17 points, 10 boards, 14 assists. Uh, the Nets over the Jazz, 117 to 106. Kyrie. Almost dropped the 50-burger, 48 points over Utah. It was the Lakers by a point over the Grizzlies, 122 to 1-21. Even though you probably didn't hear about the score of the game, you probably heard about the Shannon Sharp incident. Yeah. Almost getting into it with uh, Brooks and Steven Adams as well. Um, so... I guess this is what happens when you work with Skip Bayless every day. You kind of go crazy when you sit courtside. I don't get it. Even though uh, you uh, uh, said a couple of years ago or whatever, there was an incident with Russell Westbrook, and you said that uh, people that get into the game aren't entitled to do whatever you want. I guess it doesn't apply to celebrities and former athletes, though. Right, Shannon? Hmm. I don't know. What's Steven? I, that should have been in the top three. I totally forgot about that happening on Friday. What's Steven Adams doing? Uh, dropping his hair. Uh, you put it up in a fight. He he already had his hair up, and he took his hair down to fight. You don't do that. I don't know what kind of rules they have where uh, Steven Adams is from, but uh, you, don't, you put your hair up in a fight. You got anything to say about that? None whatsoever. Uh, all right. I tried. <laughs> I'm just staying out of this. Uh, the Kings, they won over the Thunder 118 to 113. Um, action that happened on a Saturday, uh, Celtics 106 to 104. Grant Williams goes a career high of 25. And now Celtics won nine games in a row. Wizards over the Magic 138 to 118. Hornets over the Hawks, 122 to 118. Cavs over the Bucks, 114 to 102. Evan Mobley, 38 points for the Cavs in the dub. Timberwolves over the Rockets, 113 to 104. Suns over the uh, Pacers, 
112 to 107, and the 76ers over the Kings, 129 to 127 in that one. Games that happened on Sunday, uh, the Mavs losing there, as Eric mentioned there in Sports Center, 112 to uh, 98. Luka, 29 points, but Mavs can break the century mark. Cost them there. Second half as well, looks like, for the Clippers. Got him the win. Mm-hmm. Heat over the Pelicans by four, 100 to uh, 96. Uh, Raptors over the Knicks, 125, 116. Uh, Thunder over the Nuggets, 101 to uh, 99. And uh, Gildress Alexander with a late bucket to uh, give the Thunder the win. Uh, Suns over the Grizzlies, 112 to 110. Uh, Chris Paul, 22 points, 11 assists in the dub. Uh, it was the Nets over the uh, Warriors, 120 to 116. Kyrie having another big game, 38 points for him. Steph with 26 in the loss for Golden State. Mm, we were robbed of the uh, return to Golden State for Kevin Durant. Yep. With that injury. And it was also a, a second half comeback. Could this become like a Jason Hayward moment for uh, Patrick Beverly having a speech in the locker room at halftime of the uh, Lakers game in the uh, comeback? Over the Trailblazers, 121 to 112. Could that halftime speech be the thing that turns it around for the Lakers? Could lead them to a championship, possibly. It still won't be as great as the Jason Hayward speech because that was the championship game. (laughs) Now, if he did that in Game 7 of the NBA Finals and they went on to win, sure. Yeah. But not here in January. (laughs) Yeah, but it could be the thing that turns the team around. Could. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's see, yeah, they were down 26-45. Wow, it's like 71-46 to 46 they were down. Yeah. A half. It's a nice comeback. Wow. I think it's going to turn your whole season around. Mm-hmm, maybe. Because it's the Lakers. <laughs> and uh, LeBron had uh, 25 points in the game. And, of course, you know, ESPN has the tracker on. Uh, when will LeBron break Kareem's record? And he needs 224 points to do it. And ESPN projects it that will happen on February 9th. Uh, so mark your calendar. Mark your for calendar. That. Get ready. Who's he facing that day? That's a good question. It's a good question, isn't it? I hope it's Cleveland. <laughs> uh, let's take a look at the schedules. Pull it up. Got to go all the way down for the full schedule. February 9th. Um, he's facing Milwaukee. Ah. Giannis. When's he facing Cleveland? Uh, let's see here. Before or after that? Way after. Way after. What about Miami? <laughs> I don't see them on the schedule either. What about the Nets? Uh, the Nets? I don't see All them right, either. Well, I, I don't see care Chicago. Now. I don't care now. Plays Chicago in late March, back-to-back. When's he face Golden State? Uh, March 5th. Although. And uh, February 23rd. LeBron has to do it on February the 9th, Travis. 11th. He has to do it on the 9th. Is that a home or away game? It is a home game. It's a home game in L.A. against Kareem's other team. Got to do it. Mm-hmm. Got to do it. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's the, that's the game to do it. Mm-hmm. And they have to wear throwbacks. I want throwbacks that game, too. Uh, I think you're asking a lot with the throwbacks, but uh, yes, that would be a significant uh, there of the tie-in with Kareem. Yep, so, yep. 
Um, and then, of course, you know, the national networks have both of those games on lockdown. Uh, that Thursday game against Milwaukee would be on TNT. And uh, Golden State, the following game there in Golden State is on ABC there on that Saturday. I hope so. he doesn't get hurt or need rest. Yeah. Right. Uh, he is facing the Nets on Monday. I mean, he could drop two. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think uh, ESPN is kind of being conservative there with the projected date of uh, February 9th. I mean, he's only so. 224 away, so it's not that much. But Nine games? Yeah. I mean, that is a little conservative. That's almost 20 a game. Right. It's less than – or a little more than 20 a game. Yeah, like 24. Yeah. Uh, basically, 24.9. Yeah. So that's not all the realm of possibility. Uh, there, yeah, no. Uh, games going on uh, in the uh, hockey world on uh, Saturday. It was uh, the Penguins over the Senators four to one. So did the Avalanche. Uh, they beat the Canucks four to one. And yep, old uh, Brucey got fired there or let go by the uh, Canucks. I, we talked about George Kittle being a fan of sports entertainment. Bruce as well. Brudeau is a uh, fan of the. Sport of Kings as well. Uh, loved seeing him uh, marking out there in uh, in the draft this year, uh, meeting uh, one of his favorite superstars, Kevin Owens. But uh, Bruce, the era is over there with the uh, Canucks and also uh, emotional there with uh, them singing a little bit. Uh, Bruce, there it is, or something like that. Uh, it happened on Friday, so... I think it happened on Friday. It may happen on Saturday. Uh, I think it actually happened on Saturday, yeah, against Edmonton, and that was kind of the nail in the coffin uh, for him. Uh, also on Saturday was uh, Buffalo over the Ducks, a 6-3. Uh, the uh, Flames also dropped six goals on the Lightning, 6-3 uh, as well. Uh, Panthers 5-3 to three over the Wild. Um, it was the Blue Jackets over the Sharks, 5-3. to three. Flyers 2-1 to one over the uh, Red Wings, uh, thirty-two or three to two over the Maple Leafs was Montreal in overtime on a Saturday. Jets five to one over the uh, Senators. Hurricanes five to two over the Islanders. Uh, Sebastian Ajo three goals, so that's a hat trick in the win uh, for Carolina. Stars shut out the Coyotes four to nothing. Preds five to three over the Kings. Uh, Avalanche winning a shootout over the uh, Kraken. 2-1, two, uh, two, and it was Edmonton over the Canucks, 4-2. Uh, it was the Knights, 6-2 over the uh, Capitals, and it was the Blackhawks over the Blues. That's all that needs to be said about that on Saturday. Uh, this rivalry is a lot more fun when both teams were good, just saying. Uh, on Sunday, it was the Devils over the uh, Penguins, 2-1. Uh, it was the uh, Bruins with a shutout of 4 to uh, nothing. Uh, Yolmark only has stopped 17 shots in the shutout. So, uh, man, what are you doing, San Jose? You need to get more on net. Even though Yolmark is the kind of the leading contender for the events of this year, playing awesome for Boston, one of the reasons why they're out to an amazing start. Uh, Kings over the Blackhawks, 2-1. to one. Uh, The Jets over the Flyers, 5-3. to three. I guess the Blackhawks scored too many goals against St. Louis. And a little bit tired back in Chicago. 
It was the uh, Coyotes winning 4-1 to one over the uh, Knights, uh, showing off those uh, desert jerseys. Uh, there, Clayton Keller, a hat trick to uh, beat the Knights. There in those uh, cold uniforms that they had for the Coyotes there uh, yesterday. Uh, what's going on tonight? Well, Panthers, Rangers, Islanders, Maple Leafs, uh, Sabres and Stars, Blue Jackets, and uh, Flames. And uh, remember, we're a, a short little while away, uh, a couple weeks away uh, from the uh, All-Star Game on uh, February 4th, I think it is, or February 5th uh, is when the All-Star break is for the All-Star Game for uh, the NHL. So we're almost halfway through the uh, NHL season. So, yeah, not next week, not this upcoming Sunday, but next Sunday would be that, plus the Pro Bowl as well. Still want to explore those um, those Pro Bowl uh, games that will lead up to the flag football game uh, there. Um, so uh, let's see here. Anything on um, – Nope, I don't see anything else on uh, the side here to uh, get into. So uh, I'm just going to get out of here. I'm just going to uh, call it as uh, Eric's already uh, called it. He ran out of the uh, studio. So I guess I'll run out of the studio as well. But I'll play some music to uh, play us out here. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And I'll be back to talk more sports tomorrow so tune in to uh, that so uh, thanks for listening thanks for downloading again and i'll talk to you tomorrow peace out